0: Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
1: Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit Spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply.
0: This week on Jordan and Jake...
1: Isn't it funny when guys retire, it almost feels like it's their funeral a little bit? You know, like so it, many it, well wishes and everything. And like you said, this hole's going to be missing. Like, the guy's not dying. When a coach can find a system and know the strengths of their 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 players and put them in those positions
0: and just go in attack mode, and that's something that I'm hoping to see uh, with Joe Brady and, and, and this new offense. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome.
1: Well, hey, Panther World, Jordan Gross here for another edition of the Jordan and Jake podcast with my good friend, Jake DeLome. And uh, Jake, big week for the Panthers. Some great news, some some sad news, but happy for the guy at the same time. And um, let's go right into it. We got to give as many minutes as we need to to the retirement of Luke keekley And I want to hear your reactions, Jake. And I could go on and on about this guy. But how did it hit ya? you? know, What do you think about the whole thing? Well, I'll
0: be honest with you, Jordan. I did not see this coming. Um, I never played with Luke. Obviously, I've gotten to know him a little bit over the course of the last few years, uh, or should I say since he's been in Carolina. So I don't have the relationship uh, that, that you have with him, but just just being around him and, and, you know, his nickname was Captain America. And and to me, that was him. I mean, he whenever you saw him, um, outside the locker room or i would see him at the hotel at the team snack and if one of the uh, personnel staffs there and their kids are there you, you watch him he interacts with the i mean talking with the kids like and they're looking at him as this like mythical creature it's luke Keekly, <laughs> and he, he is and mythical. He's just yeah and he's just kind of you know playing with these kids and just watching them, and um it was always, he was like, man, that is such a role model when I just watch yeah. him and watch him play. And so it took me by surprise because I could have seen in, what, two more years when his contract runs out, I could have definitely would not have been surprised if you if I would have heard, hey, Luke's going to hang it up. He's, he's done. And that wouldn't have surprised me. But it, it was such a surprise because the Saints game, the last game of the season, the violence and speed that he played with I was just like man to myself. Get him out of this game. Let's get him out of this game where he's healthy to get him ready for next season. We'll have a new coach. It'll be a new mindset, a new regime. And then, sure enough, I think early second quarter, I saw his helmet was pulled from him, and he's on the yeah. sidelines coaching up players. And I said, and, and so my, to my in my mind, I'm like, man, that's good. That's good. He's healthy. We'll get him for next season. Um, And then, wow, this came out. And I was actually coaching a basketball game, my daughter's game, and my Apple Watch is on, and I feel it like just I'm getting a bunch of vibrations on it, like a phone call and, like, text, and I'm not paying attention to it. Then all of a sudden, it might have been half, and I I feel another one, and I just look at it, and it's an ESPN bit, and it's saying that um, Luke Kuechly has retired. So I was, like, floored. Um, And then I got home that night and I watched the video that was on panthers.com. And if that didn't tug at your heart, watching him, the professionalism that he talked with, but what struck me and really got me watching it is, you know, it, it it was difficult for the words to come out. But when he talked about, I know how to play this game one way, and that's to play fast, play strong, and I don't know if it was violent with the other, whatever the third word was, Right. Play class, play strong, play physical. And and he said, I, I don't know if I can do that anymore. And he stopped and he had to gather himself and to to know what that meant for him to say those words about himself, it it, it, it ate him alive that I can't be what I wanna be anymore. That's what, and, and, and it just, right then and there you knew this guy's got the bigger picture in mind he he just he knows what he's supposed to look like on film and in his mind he he doesn't think he can do it at that level and if i can't do it at that level i just can't i can't play anymore and so it just struck me and uh disappointing uh as a as a fan i'm disappointed uh understand the situation whatever it may be and and he wants to go forward in life which you have to respect but it's just a a hole that's going to be missed. And we're not talking on the football field. I'm talking about the locker room, the community, and just Luke Keekley I mean, he was Superman. He w- he was the guy.
1: Well, isn't it funny when guys retire, it almost feels like it's their funeral a little bit, you know, like so it, many it, well wishes and everything. And like you said, this hole's going to be missing. Like the guy's not dying anytime soon, as near as I could tell, but it, it it's just so final. And Jake, uh, when I, I I came out of my 11th season, and I knew kind of going through that whole season that I figured I was going to retire after 11 years. And the mo- the motivating factor, Jake, was not the hard work. Like I liked the hard work, I liked the process. I like I loved my teammates. I loved you know the fans and all that stuff. But the the thing that made me stop was I knew that I no longer wanted to or really could stop a bull rush very well right because to like stop a bull rush is when we're dropping back into like a seven step drop and the defensive end runs as hard as they can straight into you to get to the quarterback and you got to stop a 250 to 280 pound man from moving forward any longer so you Drop your anchor, they call it, set your feet and just absorb all that force, right? And it is strenuous and it hurts your body, right? And so I knew that I didn't want to do that anymore and I would be hesitant to do that ask. Like I could cut off, if we were run blocking, let's do it all day. If I want to cut backside cut off or get out on a toss sweep, I'd sign up for 10 more years of that. But that ask, I was not willing to do anymore, so it made me stop. And you got to think, like, there's parts of there, – there's it's it's the impact or it's it's what the, – the thing that Luke knows he's not willing to do anymore or can't do, that's what's making him get out. And that's what's so sad because you're not unable to do the job in its entirety, but when any piece of it goes, you got to say goodbye. And eight years, you know, eight years is an amazing career for most anybody in the league, but when it's Luke, like, you just think, man, there's so much more out there that we, you know, we could have seen, but I'm so excited for the guy. He's got all kinds of interests off the field. And I mean, he could be mayor of Charlotte next election if he wanted to be. The guy's got a world in the platter, but it will be different. And the timing's right. And I think that was part of it too for Luke. He didn't want to get in the way of like this, this big change. And and that kind of leads me into the next thing, Jake, the rebuilding of the Panthers. It's, it's, it's exciting to see what's happening on 800 South Mint Street, man. we you, you go out and you get Matt Rule, the big hire, the excitement, the great public speaker, the track records there, fresh juice. And then, Jake, this week it's announced that uh, we got the coordinator, the hot coordinator, Joe Brady, the 30-year-old. That's got to make you feel old. It makes me feel old, Jake. 30-year-old offensive coordinator coming in who just wowed the world with the LSU season that Joe Burrow had and, What do you think about this hiring, Jake? I think it's exciting, man. I think it's very exciting. And I'm going to be honest with
0: you, Jordan. I have been getting, and I'm joking here when I say threatening phone calls. So many LSU fans, they are so mad at the Carolina Panthers right now. It's unbelievable. They call me and they're like, are you kidding me? Not only do (laughs) y'all take Joe Brady, but because y'all hired Matt Rule in Carolina, now Dave Aranda. The genius defensive coordinator for yeah. the LSU Tigers just took the head coaching job at Baylor. What are y'all doing to our Tigers? So I have been getting phone calls and texts uh, from from uh, so many Tiger fans in regards to that. But you know, I just look at it. That's that's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, guys, you have to strike while the you know while the iron's hot, and and certainly Joe Brady's pretty darn hot right now. Um, and, and one thing I want to hit on, he's thirty years old. And right. that's going to be a question mark is that there'll be players that are older than him and take Greg Olson. Okay. Greg Olson's still under contract, whether, I'm not sure if he's coming back, if he's going in the booth, whatever it may be, but think about it. Here's Greg Olson and a Joe Brady's offensive coordinator. You're looking at a guy younger. So how do people look at it? Well, I played one of my last years in care in uh, Cleveland and my offensive coordinator was uh, Brian Dable and Brian, He's had great success um, with the Buffalo Bills. He actually interviewed for a head job this year, and he'll get a head job. That's, there's no doubt about that. But I was older than him uh, when I went to Cleveland. Only, it was only six or eight months, whatever it may be. But it doesn't matter age. If somebody is good at what they do and they know their material, they can present their material, they can teach their material, they can get up in front of a room and command a room, and that's all players want you know, i think we all want just somebody with the knowledge that understands show me the how show me why how and what's going to be the end result and you believe in those guys so i think age is a factor um very little but if you know your material and you can coach it and teach it and make me a better player that's all that matters
1: well how how lucky when you look at the history the short coaching history that started in 2013 jake at william and mary which william and mary is a juggernaut of coaching nfl coaching uh builders right i mean you got uh sean mcdermott's a william and mary guy right uh the steelers they've got a couple william and mary guys mike tomlin Tomlin, exactly right it's unbelievable if you want to be an nfl coach go play college football at william and mary i think that's the secret there but Two The thing that stands out to me, and I know everybody's talked about this, but two years as an offensive assistant with the Saints, with Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and that as much as anything is what's impressing me for a couple reasons, Jake. Number one, one of the best coach quarterback duos in the history of the NFL, in my opinion. You know, everybody, Bilicek and Brady get a lot of that credit right now, but what the Saints have done with their run together has been incredible. And so to now have somebody that was able to be under that system for two years, but also it might come in a little bit handy when we play those guys, you know, the, the division rival to be able to give a little bit of influence to the defensive coordinator the defense side of the ball. How important do you think that time, Jake, in the Saints is in building uh, the resume and the prep, preparation of Joe Brady?
0: I think it's extremely important, and I'm going to tell you why. I think
1: sometimes young coaches,
0: they can get consumed with volume. You might be very intelligent and you can carry huge volume into the game. Well, Jordan, you and I both know from previous uh, playing experiences that volume doesn't win games. Players win games. Players they good, get put in the right position. But if you're very good at doing certain things and you do it better than your opponent, uh, you, you operate at a high level. Go back to the times in our Carolina years where we were the number one team in two-minute offense. We ran something yep. called Red Ball, Red Ball. How many plays did we have in Red Ball? I know you like remember.
1: Four maybe? And I mean, not many. Yes.
0: Right. We had four <laughs> pass plays and right. two run plays. Two run plays, but we, yeah. op- Yes, we operate 40 draw and 31 trap. And we operated yeah. at such a high level, it didn't matter what personnel we had on the field. We could go to it at any time. Guys, it didn't matter. They didn't have to line up on the right or left. If Steve ran a route and he ended up on the right side of the field, he just would line up at at the flanker the next position. It didn't matter. So what I'm getting at is that I watched Sean Payton and Drew Brees since 2006. And look, I'm sorry. This offense doesn't change a whole lot. They run the same plays over and over again. They change some formations, which everybody does. You just change the face. But they operate at such a high level. And they put the pressure on a defense, and that—that yep. that I'm hoping is what Joe Brady takes, and that's what I saw at LSU this year. Yes, they had unbelievable offensive talent. This quarterback was lights out. The receivers were fantastic. The tight end, the running back, but they just—they played fast. They put the ball like, hey, it's make it, take it. Got it. When we as soon, if you make something, we're coming right back at you, and they would just attack you. And that's something that I hope Joe Brady carries over with him just the speed of play and how quick they played and how aggressive they were. And and it, it wasn't the most intricate of plays because you can scheme up anything. If you don't have the players to run it, you can't do it, it's the players. But right. if when a coach can find a system and know the strengths of their, their their players and put them in those positions and just go in attack mode. And that's something that I'm hoping to see uh, with Joe Brady and, and and this new offense and, and uh, the 2020 Carolina Panthers.
1: All right. So Joe Burrow and Joe Brady were a good combination last year, right? Joe Burrow's going to be pr- most likely the top pick in the draft this year. So we could talk about, can we make that marriage happen? But let's talk about the quarterbacks in the building, Jake, and how coming from a college system, you've got Cam under contract. There's been reports out that the Panthers are planning on trading him. And I can't speak to the validity of any of that stuff, but, what do we do at quarterback position now you know we speculated in the season and now that we've got a new head coach and now you see the coordinator coming in how does cam fit in what about the guys on our roster and do you make a play for one of the top quarterbacks in this year's draft well jordan i'm glad that is something that
0: i don't have to do that is going to be something (laughs) that coach rule and i'm assuming marty and joe brady and the rest of the staff and probably mr tepper and they're gonna, they're gonna listen. They're gonna go back, and I would assume they're gonna watch every single play Cam's ever played in Carolina.
1: Right. And they're gonna look
0: at the personnel, and then also the health of Cam. Well, you know, how much longer till the foot is fully healed? He can get out there, and you know, is this something that you um, you slow play it for a while, and let's get Cam back on the field? Let's see where we can go, and and hopefully he's healthy. Because listen, when he's healthy, I don't have to tell you. Jordan, you played with him. He, he can yeah. he can solve a lot of problems for an offense if there's, you know, some upfront problems and, and there's a free runner here and there. Well, Cam can just kind of throw them away. Uh, get right. away from me. He, 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 yeah, you move out of the way. <laughs> I'm going to push you out of the way. I'll let this 285-pound defensive end hold on to my left side while I throw a 30-yard laser uh, down the field to somebody else. So um, this is going to be so interesting. Um, obviously, it's a changing of the guard with Luke. Um, and and a new head coach, and and what happens at the quarterback position? We know we have the rock star, we have the face of the franchise, and Christian McCaffrey. We know we have him right. here, but where will where will this take us? And and like you said, there's going to be, you know, the connecting of the dots of how can we maneuver to get Joe Burrow to come play with Joe Brady's offense? So. It's going to be for many, many meetings and things right. like that,
1: but it's, it's fun to speculate and talk about. Well, let's speculate because there's no consequence for what we say. That's what's awesome about being a, a media person, Jake. So if the Panthers were able to get Joe Burrow, they would have to give away everything they got to get to that number one pick, right? Because the Bengals are sitting there and they, they feel like they need a new quarterback from everything I can see how big of an advantage would that be for both the quarterback and rookie offensive coordinator? Do you think to have a system and and the terminology and, you know, you'd have to adjust things. The hash marks are spaced much differently and the width is spaced much differently and there's better players and everything, but how big of an advantage would that be Jake for a rookie rookie offense coordinator and rookie quarterback to know one another and already have a relationship built?
0: Well, I think certainly that helps familiarity, but, uh, my biggest thing, if if let's say this would
1: happen somehow, some way, then it won't. But, let's not fool anybody. <laughs>
0: just, just you and I got
1: nothing else to talk about right now, so let's talk about this. Okay, but if it if it does happen, one, okay. you have a number one, a number one wide receiver.
0: I truly believe that DJ Moore. I just believe from you know year one to year two, um, and really not playing the last two games. I think this guy can be a true number one, and then you have yeah. Christian. Well, next thing I'm doing, buddy, I, we, we, we need to shore up that offensive line. The, yeah. the best thing you can get for a quarterback is, is some, some big guys up front. Um, somehow, some way, get some big guys up front to give us, give us an opportunity, especially with Christian. Give us an opportunity to take some pressure off uh, the young kid uh, because you know how all that would work out, the expectations, uh, and then slowly, slowly build this offense from the inside out. I'm a big believer, a big proponent of that. You you have to win the line of scrimmage, both sides of the line of scrimmage. Uh, you just
1: give yourself a chance in every game if you can do that. So as we're building our staff around the, that, that's enough speculation. But as the Panthers are building their staff <laughs> around around uh, Matt Rule and and Joe Brady, and there's I've I've seen reports that Phil Snow is the coordinator. It's not on the website, so you know, still things are getting finalized. But another Baylor guy. Heard the name Al Holcomb as a run game coordinator and, and again, still getting finalized. But one thing that's been pretty neat, I've seen uh, reports that Scott Linehan, Mike McCoy, one of your great friends, Ben McAdoo have all been in the building talking about positions. I love the young talent and the excitement of Joe Brady and, and all that stuff. But I think it's very smart to get some NFL experience and, and in particular former head coaches to be a part of this staff as well jake and, and when you when you talk about position coaches critical areas you just mentioned o-line and john matsko and Trevel wharton have moved on to uh, the washington redskins and they'll do a great job with ron rivera but that o-line hire john matsko showed me in my three years of being a player for him and then watching him thereafter a great O-line coach can develop great O-linemen. You see all the players that have done an amazing job since John Matsko has been in the building. I'm excited to see what higher there is at O-line position because I know it's critical. But what other areas, Jake, are you really waiting to see, quarterback, coach, secondary, whatever, fill in on this roster? Well, like you said, okay, Joe Brady... You would assume
0: the offensive coordinator, in essence, is always kind of the de facto quarterback coach, so to speak. I mean, that's kind of how it, it, it usually works. But uh, seeing that they brought, they've brought they brought in McAdoo, I saw Mike McCoy was brought in on a visit, and then now it's reported, I guess Linehan's going to be coming in. An ex head coach who's had, who's, they, they've called plays, they understand not only the, the assistant coach role, but also the head coach role. Uh, so many things. Coach Rule is going to get pulled in every facet known to man, and everything that you have to deal with uh, outside of football, not just football. So to get, um, and I'm not using the word adult in the room, but get someone with experience <laughs> to help take a couple of things off. You know, like an assistant head coach. That that to me would be, I know that would be a great uh, security blanket. I know for me to have, but to hit back what, on what you just mentioned about critical assistant coaches, they're all critical. I think they all have a, a value, but offensive line, if there was one that you put an asterisk by, I truly believe an offensive yeah. line coach is one of the most critical hires you can possibly get. Because to develop players, I've been on record saying this, I think the greatest assistant football coach in the history of football has been Dante Skornecchia, the offensive line coach for the New England Patriots. Yeah. What they have done, with developing players, getting cast-offs, and making these guys truly technical players, and then you see some of them get these big contracts and their play falls off. Is it due to them getting a big contract and getting lazy? I don't think it is. I think it's due to the coaching that's done by Skarniecki. I just think he's the greatest assistant football coach that has ever walked the face of the earth. And I just think that offensive line piece is so critical for development drafting a third fourth fifth round guy getting an undrafted free agent uh, you saw it firsthand um the guy that y'all developed in Car- uh, in carolina a- andrew norwell. Norwell. norwell andrew
1: norwell yeah
0: you know what somebody yeah. that developed into a, a pro bowl all pro type of player you know a trey yep. turner same thing trey was what a third round pick and he's yep. a multiple pro bowler yeah that is so crucial and you can find those guys in the draft you know those those third fourth fifth round guys and the development is so critical. And that's why I just truly believe an offensive line coach is so valuable.
1: Well, and I agree. And I would love to see a hire, and I don't have a name to throw out there, but I think this is where NFL experience would be a great thing for a for a staff to have because the defensive lines on the NFL, they're nothing like a college situation and the, and the speed and the ability to rush the passer and the technique involved. You know, It'll be a critical hire, and I'm excited for who they're going to pick uh last thing i got for you jake christian mccaffrey not going to the pro bowl okay this was for he had an amazing year he was a two time two twice over all pro which is just ridiculous and then he gets a (laughs) he gets he gets picked for his first pro bowl he's not going and it's not because of an injury it's because with the new hiring of a head coach the off season was moved up two weeks and his sketch this is what was reported his schedule now for recovery and training doesn't allow for the pro bowl uh this is so ridiculous in in an impressive way jake i there's no way i'm just gonna say it there is no way i would have missed the pro bowl as a as christian mccaffrey to focus on the next year already and, that, and it's no reason he's a twice over all pro like this is such a mature professional decision i can't i can't it blows my mind jay i don't know if you feel the same way but it's just so it's so impressive and it makes me feel inferior because i for sure would have gone to the pro bowl and had an awesome time
0: well (laughs) jordan the greatest compliment that you can ever give someone is you call them a pro i mean when you call somebody a pro in an nfl locker room that is just a term of endearment a term of respect a term of in essence i want to be like you and for this kid to to do that i what what more can we say about him i i just
1: Everybody it's else so- at the Pro Bowl that has a new head coach should just feel bad about themselves. They are they <laughs> they are not doing things the right way to go to the Pro Bowl. Drake Turner, well, well, come on, man! You got to get you got to get your schedule doesn't allow for this. We're focusing on twenty twenty, man. I mean, oh. you think I, I promise you, Coach
0: Rule is in his office and he's got Sir per in a headlock and he's like giving him a, a a noogie on the head. He's so fired up, saying. This is the guy that's going to help me turn this around. I mean, like, you, are you kidding? You think
1: me right Sir, now? Per, you think Matt Rule has Sir Per in his office just hanging out, uh, just ready yeah. to go for head for noogies and head?
0: <laughs> hey, look, he, he has him. He goes, "Are you kidding me?" He said, "You Come better here, step Sir up per. your game." Yeah, <laughs> you, you better step up your game for this year, Sir Per, because our superstar—he's not going to the Pro Bowl in February, or is it? Is it now? Is it a week before? It's in
1: January. That's before, yeah, it's next. Yeah, week. to get Jay, ready for Ma- the offseason. But think about it. The, the Panthers just lost Captain America, Luke Keekley the best man on earth. And now you've got Christian McCaffrey like, oh, here you go, fan base. Just now take all that love for Luke. Keep, keep giving it to him when you see him. But now here's another guy that doesn't go to the pro in today's world, social media, Jake, is the most important thing to nearly everyone. And can you imagine all the Instagram photos and tweeting you can do from, they let you tweet from the sideline at the Pro Bowl. So we've got a guy that is more focused on his 2020 prep than all the cool stuff that can come with being at the Pro Bowl. I can't applaud it enough. And Marty Herney, you're an amazing evaluator of talent because you brought in a whole bunch of guys that are just <laughs> better than you could ever ask for. So I just thought that was worth mentioning, man. It's so impressive, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that commitment to my middle school basketball team tomorrow at our jamboree in Wilder, Idaho, for our four mini games, and tell them this is what a pro does. All right, we prepare. Well, you need to, you need to definitely do
0: that, and uh, I'm gonna echo that. The only thing I'm going to give you some advice on the basketball. I coached the yeah. basketball game last night. Um, we were down. We had a few players missing that that hurt us. But one of whom was two, one of whom was your daughter. She's injured. Yeah, yeah. So we had two 11 minute. Now it was running halves, and we won four to two. So I don't know what's more <laughs> impressive: only scoring four points in a game, or the defensive oh performance gosh. put on by the Lady Cardinals of St. Genevieve and allowing only two. So, take that, that better not
1: Wilson. That better not be the offensive performance that Joe Brady brings to the Carolina Panthers. We're <laughs> going to have a lot of pissed off fans, man. You got to do better than that, Jake. Well, hey, uh, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Give me your picks,
0: and then I'm letting yeah, you go. Uh, Kansas City, San Fran, the two best teams in the National Football That's League. That's what I was
1: saying. That's what I was uh, going I'll, to say. I'll, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked then, uh, any other way. All right. Well, we'll see after this week. I'll talk to you next week, brother. Always enjoy it. Have a good day. Good weekend. Bye-bye.